Today's podcast is brought to you by Concierge Elite. Concierge Elite provides dedicated remote front desk staff and virtual assistance to your office. We specialize in finding your office the perfect and right fit for your office and your office only, full or part-time. Your remote team member is just that, yours. We do all the hiring, the recruiting, and training. Yes, the training. It's one of the things that makes us unique as we train your dedicated remote team member in your systems and software. Welcome to Understaffed. This is Melissa Brown, your podcast host. Today I have with me Jason Falls, and he is one of the leading thinkers in the digital marketing space with a particular focus on influence. So he serves as EVP of marketing for Scipio AI, and that's the community commerce marketing platform. Falls hosts a widely downloaded Winfluence podcast, is the author of three books, executive producer of the Marketing Podcast Network, and loves sports, bourbon, and his family. He says not in that order. We welcome Jason Falls. Jason, thanks so much for joining us on Understaffed. I appreciate you being here. I'm glad to be here, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you, guys. This is going to be a great show today. I think that you are going to love what Jason brings to the table and what he talks about. He's going to tell you a little bit uh, about that and his podcast as well. If you have not listened to his podcast, you got to go on and take a listen to that. He'll tell you about it. But Jason, tell us about yourself. Well, uh, let's see. I am, I'm a hillbilly, bona fide hillbilly, uh, born and raised in uh, Logan, West Virginia and Pikeville, Kentucky, which are the respective homes of the Hatfields and McCoys. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I worked in radio, uh, so I don't sound necessarily like I'm from Eastern Kentucky. I worked in radio. Uh, I still have a little bit of a twang, of course, but uh, uh, I worked in radio for a long time and I've always been in marketing, PR, communications, broadcasting in some form or fashion. I've spent 15 years in college athletics as a PR guy. Um, I've done radio on and off throughout my career. And uh, about eh, 15, 16 years ago, I jumped into an advertising agency. And it happened to be when brands were starting to ask questions about blogs and social networks and things like that. And I was playing with them on the side. So I was in the right place at the right time. And suddenly had a new job advising people on social media and it's kind of snowballed from there. Yeah, absolutely. And you run a podcast. Is that correct? I'd mentioned that. So tell us about your podcast. Yeah. So my main podcast is called Winfluence, the influence marketing podcast. I'm a PR guy by trade. So I spend a lot of my time finding those third parties who can talk about a brand or a product or a service or a message and public relations, media relations is very similar to influence marketing or influencer marketing. And I've been doing um, you know, that for the majority of my career. And so I've kind of carved out a little bit of experience and expertise, if you will, in the influence marketing space, written a book about it, speak about it at conferences, and the podcast kind of evolved from the book. Um, I was doing another podcast that was more broad marketing focused, and I decided to zero in. And we talked about the world of influencers and content creators and how brands can leverage them and all that good stuff. Yeah, I think that's that's a big one nowadays. I mean, everybody who's anybody knows about social media and is in social media, right? And so we hear yeah. the word influencer a lot. And I know you have an interesting perspective on this. Tell us about that. Yeah, so the whole the the, the impetus for writing the book, which is also called Winfluence, it's uh, reframing influencer marketing to ignite your brand is the subtitle, but it's Winfluence is kind of the un, unifying brand between it and the and the podcast. The idea behind that was I was looking out at a world where the mainstream media was turning the word influencer into a bad word. 
Mm -hmm. um, and they were only reporting the bad things that happened. They were ignoring this vast world of brilliant content creators who have collected audience members because they create great content online that I work with day in and day out. And that was frustrating me, but I was also frustrated that brands were saying, okay, let's go find somebody with a lot of followers and pay them a certain amount of money to basically promote our product, right? which is, you know, really transactional. It's, it, it, it kind of escapes the whole point of having a, an authentic voice who's literally telling their audience, this is why I love this product. Um, it's not sponsored posts are just kind of the old way of thinking. And so I realized in, in kind of analyzing all that is we're, we're too caught up in the word influencer um, and we're not caught up enough in the word influence. And I started to think, you know, our goal here as marketers, not just as influence marketers, but our goal as marketers is to persuade an audience to take action, to have influence on their buying decisions. Right. And so I thought from a strategic standpoint, it might be refreshing to help the market see that we've got to stop focusing on the person, on the noun, on the channel. And start focusing on the goal. And the goal is to influence. That might mean that we work through an Instagram or TikTok or YouTuber. But I've always used the example, if you are the franchisee of the local parent-teacher store, um, and your audience here, and there's one two miles from my house. So the audience here in Louisville, Kentucky for that is, you know, maybe a 20-mile radius of that parent-teacher store. And it's going to be teachers, administrators, homeschool parents. That's their audience. Well, an Instagrammer with 450,000 followers isn't going to do you any good because less than one one hundredth of 1% of their audience is in your 20 mile footprint. And we'll talk about, you know, and they and they won't talk about your brand as a result. Right. So we've got to think, well, who influences that audience to take action? So we've got to think, OK, president of the local PTA. Maybe there's a, a homeschool parenting group or organization in town, uh, youth soccer coaches and other sports coaches have impacts and talk to parents a lot local doctors nurses dentists pediatricians right they talk to parents a lot so now let's think about influencing parents or people who buy from the parent teacher store through those audiences now we're talking something a little bit more strategic so the difference is if you think about influencer marketing you're focused on well let's just pay this person to, and sponsor a post if you're an influence marketer you're thinking more broadly about how we can strategically persuade that audience to do something so do you think that that has a lot to do with geographics? So let's say I have a company who, you know, is an online company, right? Mm -hmm. And and, and I, I've got several that pop into my mind currently that are just hitting it hard on social media. But okay, so I, I have this, this global company, I'm an internet company, would I go after the influencer who's got the 3 million followers or whatever that looks like? Or do I go after the people who influence my community? Well, you definitely go after the people who influence your community. Now, that might include the influencer. So I'm not saying that social media celebrity types with a lot of followers are not worth looking at. They are if they make sense for your brand. Right. Um, but if they don't, if they're not actually reaching the audience you ultimately want to reach, then it doesn't make sense to pay them money or partner with them because they're not necessarily going to have a good effect. The biggest mistake I think that brands make uh, and some of these software companies make when they're, you know, putting up, okay, you've looked up this influencer and here's, here's all about them and their follower count and their engagement rate and all that good stuff is they fail to prioritize. Well, what does their audience look like? You know, where is their audience? Right. Are they men? Are they women? What's the, you know, household income breakdown. And sometimes that data is hard to find and hard to, to triangulate and figure out, but 
I am much more in, interested in the audience's location and the audience's demographics than I am the influencer's demographics. Right. I'm not trying to influence the influencer to buy my product. I'm trying to influence their audience to buy my product. Right. So who is their audience? So, yeah. So it, it definitely, geography has something to do with it. But if you are an e-commerce brand and you sell all around the world, it's less about geography and more about, well, who's your ultimate buyer and who influences them? So the biggest story in the news, obviously, it probably plays a big role in what we're talking about. It, would you agree that that was their biggest mistake? Which story are you talking about? <laughs> we're going to talk about Bud Light, um, you know, who who took an influencer, right? Somebody who who had a lot of followings or whatever and, the, and took that and ran with it. Well, I haven't dug into like the demographics of that influencer and whatnot and, and to, to see if there was any common sense in why they chose that particular creator. Um, and Bud Light is one of those brands that's pretty ubiquitous. They've got a long history of partnering with a bunch of different people. Um, but it, it it sounds to me on the surface and not knowing a whole lot of depth about the story, uh, it sounds to me on the surface like they probably made a mistake in going after someone because they were a personality and not going after someone because they also had the right audience uh, backing up their their content so that it would resonate the way Bud Light wanted it to resonate. Yeah. And, and the reason I bring up that point it, to reiterate yours is I was speaking with a marketer the other day and they were like, who is your avatar? Who is your audience? And if you can't articulate who that is at the basic form, then you never know who to go out and, and pursue. And I think that's huge for any business owner who's looking in the marketing is, is who is your audience and yeah. then market based on that audience. So I think that's exactly what, what you're saying here. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I mean, that's the, as I recall from my classes in college and any communications course I ever had, you know, the first rule of marketing is know your audience, right? That's the most important piece. These other, you know, channels and things like that to get to them are only relevant if it ultimately serves the audience you're trying to reach. And sometimes that changes. I know for our, our brand itself is that we thought we knew who who our audience was. And then it quickly, we quickly realized that was not the target audience we were going for. And so sometimes that changes and that's, so that's okay. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Good, it, good. It, pivots are a good thing if they, if they're smarter. <laughs> <laughs> Smart pivots. Uh, I know, I know about doing that and pivoting sometimes and not uh, being very successful in that, but that's okay. That's okay. It all brings us to where we are in our success now. So um, talk about a little bit about the company that you're working for, Scipio, and uh, how it works and, and what's, what does it solve? What problem sure. does it solve? So Scipio.ai is, uh, at, a, at a very high level, it is an influencer marketing platform. But we have a couple of things that make us very different. And what I would say that we do is, number one, for brands, and it, it can be retail brands, it can be e-commerce brands, it can even be B2B, even though we were sort of built with this DNA of, of B2C brands in mind, um, is we help you collect authentic user-generated content to be able to stockpile and, and you know, fuel your creative catalog so that you can have an easier, more authentic, higher-performing creative product to use in your paid campaigns or your, your organic social media. So we have a, a platform that allows you to identify people who are creating the type of content you want to create, engaging them to create content for your brand, and then being able to use, harvest, and use that content with all the licensing and, and rights and all that stuff attached to it. Uh, and then we also go a step further and say, well, if you also want those people to post the content on their channels, 
Now you're you know, bleeding over into what would you would th traditionally think of as influencer marketing software. So we have that capability as well. But we our DNA is very community based. And so instead of like all the other influencer marketing platforms out there that I know of, their DNA is let's go find social media creators with a big audience and a lot of engagement and let's connect you with them so that they'll post on behalf of your brand. Well, our we, when we started Scipio.ai, we looked at it and said, wait a minute, you're missing your brand community in that regard. If you don't look first at your customers and your social media followers and the people who talk about you online, if you don't look at that brand community first, you're missing the people who are going to create the most authentic content for you. Mm -hmm. And so what we do when, when a, a company, a customer comes to us, we plug you into our platform so that we can map your brand community so that you can see the influential people there first. Let's work through them. We have the capability like everybody else to go out and find all those other creators too. But if you really want people to create authentic content that's going to power your paid social campaigns, that's going to power your organic social that you're using, you want people who actually know you, who actually use your product, who actually buy from you. And most, uh, in fact, all that I know of, all of the, the social media influencer tools out there, skip the people you already know. So we don't. We plug you into that audience first. Is this just a solution for big businesses or or does it work also for smaller businesses, businesses that are just getting started? Yeah, it, it does work for, for small businesses. And what I would say that uh, it works better, obviously, if you have some degree of social media following, uh, you already have a community there in place. So if you're starting from zero, we give you a powerful tool that allows you to reach out to people and connect with them to say, hey, we'd love to collaborate with you so that you can create content for us. Um, and so it does work there. But if you already have an existing social media following, even if it's just a few hundred people, let's analyze it. Let's look at the, those those influencers or those people in your community and see who of them are influential and, and are any of them creating the type of content you want to create. But we also, as part of that brand community for the, the businesses that are just starting out, even if you don't have a customer yet, even if you don't have social media followers yet, um, we consider anybody who's using the same kind of hashtags that you're using, that's part of your brand community too. They're talking about the same things. We'll pull those users in. We'll look at your competitor followers. We'll pull those users in because they're at least predisposed to, you know, buy or talk about the types of product in your category, right? We'll also look at affinity brands. So affinity brands are non-competitive brands, but the audience is who you want to reach. So for instance, if Ford Motor Company, uh, you know, is looking at their brand community, they may also look at the followers of Goodyear Tires because they're not a competitor necessarily, uh, but the audience is probably the same. You know, people who uh, you know, drive Ford trucks probably like Goodyear Tires. People who buy Goodyear Tires probably like Ford trucks, right? So we bring those in too. So you do start with a brand community, even if you don't have a customer or a social media follower to start with. Yeah, I, I think that's important information because I think uh, a lot of our listeners may be on the smaller business, but I think the big thing for our listeners is they're big community-based. Um, you know, we we deal a lot in the medical, people who have private practices, who have veterinary offices, doctors, techs, all of that that listen, and uh, smaller businesses. So this, this too is for you guys. Uh, you know, I know that you guys have social media followings. They're not huge, but uh, you're going after who, who's your person that you're going after. You're probably going after people who have pets. That's a big audience <laughs> within your local community. So, well, and I would also say too, for to to put it in the context of let's say a veterinarian, 
do you know how many of your customers have an Instagram following or a TikTok following or a Twitter following? You probably don't. Right. And yeah, you can go to your followers on those networks and go one by one and click through and see how many followers they have. Or you can use a tool like Scipio that plugs your brand in and says, okay, here's all of the data we have about the followers that you have uh, on social media. Here's all the data we have about your customers that you can plug into our, uh, you can do a CSV file if you have their Instagram handle or something like that it makes it much more powerful. And then let's rank them. Let's look at them through the filter of, are they an influencer? So let's take the bio and the profile information you would get from a big influencer marketing tool, a big fancy tool, right? A, a software platform. Let's look at your customer in the same way. Let's look at their audience. Let's look at the topics they talk about. Let's look at the type of content they create and identify the ones that you're like, you know what, if this person is talking about our veterinary clinic, for, for example, um, online, then that behooves, you know, our brand. It helps our brand. It's going to drive more people to come to us. So that's kind of what we do. We plug you into your own community so you can see that influence. Yeah. Now, did COVID do anything to change how your guys' business works or how it's currently working now? Well, we're actually about 18 months old. So okay. uh, we we were a post-COVID invention, even <laughs> though the the DNA of the company was sort of evolving, you know, through that that pandemic. But for me, I was actually at an advertising agency um, until about November of last year. And my book and my podcast were out there and I was talking about this concept of true influence marketing rather than influencer marketing. And the folks at Scipio reached out to me and said, hey, I, we're talking about the same thing here. And th this makes a lot of sense for us to, you know, collaborate. And so I did some content for them and we kept the conversation going. And I looked and I was like, you know, this is the software package that if I had the means uh, or the resources, this is the type of software I would create myself. Yeah. And so it just made perfect sense for me to come over because they are now this amazing team of engineers and developers building a software solution behind the philosophy that I've been sort of, you know, you know, profitizing for the last couple of years. Yeah, well, that was an excellent uh, made in <laughs> made in heaven marriage. It sounds like worked out really well. <laughs> worked out well, awesome. Now, I um I saw that you are offering your free ebook um to our audience. Yes, yes we have an ebook uh, that basically you know, what we call plugging into your community, identifying your influencers, and and working through your community first. We call that community influence marketing. And our ebook is the marketer's guide to community influence marketing. So we kind of take you through step by step. Okay, here's how you think need to think about influence a little differently. Uh, here's how you need to think about your customers and your audience as influential. And then here's the process of analyzing them, engaging them, uh, getting them motivated to create content on your behalf. And so it's a it's a free ebook download. Uh, and I would encourage everyone to go check it out. Worst case scenario, it's going to give you a little bit perspe different perspective on influencer marketing and maybe get you thinking about how you can use your own community of fans, followers and customers to help your brand. Yeah, I know we've already downloaded it ourselves. So thank you for that. Appreciate You're it. Welcome. And I'll post the link um, in, in the bio here. But um, I had one more question that we, we haven't yet talked about is about how people learn and connect post pandemic. Sure. So, you know, I think we, we I mean, it's very obvious that we're in a, uh, a much more of a virtual world now than we ever were. Um, and one of the things that I've been trying to think through and do in terms of marketing information, because outside of Scipio and outside of, of you know, my day job, I have the, the Influence Marketing Podcast, Winfluence that I talked about. 
Um, I also help manage uh, the Marketing Podcast Network, which is a group of marketing podcasts. And we're constantly thinking about what, what does knowledge share and what does communications and connectivity look like now that we're in a world where there's a lot more virtual workforce, mm -hmm. there's a lot more, you know, hybrid or work from home kind of situations. And what we're thinking through is, first of all, there's no more water cooler, right? right. There's no more place where colleagues and coworkers kind of physically aggregate together and just share information about the business, about customers, clients, about the industry, the latest trends, et cetera. And so I think what that's going to mean is your digital outposts that are serving as aggregation points for that type of information within each industry are going to become more and more important to the workforce. Um, and some businesses and brands are going to start creating that content themselves and saying, hey, if nobody in our industry is doing it. We're going to do it. And that's going to separate some brands from others of, hey, this is a brand that's providing really good, thoughtful industry information to keep our water cooler conversations going, yeah. even in this virtual workforce. So what we're trying to do at Marketing Podcast Network is we're starting with podcasts, obviously, because that's kind of what we're we're built upon. But we're hoping to expand to say, OK, all of our marketing thought leader experts who have podcasts also write. So let's pull their content into our website and our platform on social channels so that we're a resource for people. And they do YouTube videos. Let's pull the YouTube videos in too, right? They write eBooks, they do courses. Let's pull those in so that there's this one place where people can come on a given day and say, I need to know the top five or six things going on in marketing right now. Well, here they are for you. And so that's not what we are right now, but it's what right. we aspire to be. And I think in other verticals and industries, you're going to see a lot more of that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as here at Concierge Elite, we are remote staffing. And so we provide remote front desk team members for yep. uh, the medical industry, veterinary. Um, and so we totally understand the shift in, in paradigm <laughs> and the shift of remote work, because that is what we do. And and knowing that there's no water cooler, but but essentially opening our minds to that there are other tools out there to kind of get that um that, that sense of community and get the sense of we're employees still we work together even though i may be here 100 miles away and you're there so right. uh there there are those challenges there's more i think in our minds than than technology uh, because i think technology is moving at a rapid pace um and so it's it's finding what really works for uh you and your business and your office in terms of how you can do that virtual, um, but you can still maintain that community around it. So, sure. yeah, absolutely. Well, um, how can we get in touch with you? Well, it's real easy. Scipio.ai is C-I-P-I-O.ai. So you can come there and check us out. I'm Jason Falls everywhere on all the social networks. Uh, so I'm very easy to find. And Winfluence is a pretty, you know, influence with a W on the front of it. It's a pretty unique word. So type that into a search engine, you're probably going to find me. So I'm this, easy to track down. Yeah, you were very easy to find and very easy <laughs> to pull up some podcasts. And if your thing is marketing, if you need some help in marketing, go check them out for sure. Um, I know our company has taken a look at their materials, downloaded the uh, free ebook, and um, we're absolutely interested in what you do. So we appreciate you sharing with us today. I'm absolutely my pleasure, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Make sure to subscribe and like our podcast if you'd like more information on today's topic or any other product or service featured on this. Make sure to drop us a line and say hi or visit anytime at conciergeelite.com.